Peace and love, people. Peace and love. I'm back once again. And this is your next podcast episode of Talk With Your Barber. Uh, it's been another great week at the barbershop. Uh, I've had some really great conversations with some cool guys. I've, I've also been able to pick up some returning customers I've had since uh, I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> uh, if there are any barbers who are listening, know that the moment when you see an old customer and, and you haven't seen them in a while and finally they're coming back to you. <laughs> I love it when this happens. You know, it's, it's pretty obvious that they went somewhere else and to get a haircut. And yeah, after a couple cuts, things just didn't work out. You know, so now you're back to your old barber. <laughs> Thanks for those returning customers. I love you guys. Uh, but for me as a barber, you know, I, I love my job. Uh, I have many hobbies outside of the barbering world, but barbering is definitely the bread and butter of my life. Uh, each day is different. I see people from all walks of life and, you know, opportunities are endless as a pro barber. You know, I, I've never been upset or mad that a particular client has chosen to see a different barber. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate enough at this point to work within a very busy shopping center where there is always tons of foot traffic. So the pay is great and the people are awesome. Uh, Shouts out to KSU, Kennesaw, man. Great, great students that come in there each week and uh, patronize the the business and and support my work. Um, But this week I was cutting one of my my regular customers while watching a football game. I think it was college uh, game Saturday afternoon, actually. Uh, But the conversation had reached a point of silence as my customer focused in on the game. And I, you know, I just continued cutting away. Um, But it was during that brief moment of silence, it occurred to me that, you know, I really, really, really enjoy what I do, you know, helping people look and feel their best. And so I got the notion to share with my listeners um, this podcast episode, why I love being a barber. Uh, so, the, the, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's like this, the barbering industry is, is continuing to grow, uh, with more and more barbershops popping up and it, it's definitely an exciting industry to be involved in. Uh, there is that saying that many people are familiar with, and it goes something like this. Uh, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life, <laughs> you know, and we, we know that. Many barbers would agree with this statement and, and, and be able to list many reasons why they love their job and how it doesn't feel like work. You know, choosing a barber career presents many opportunities and perks that, you know, one may not even have considered. And so I'll just share with you a list I've created here. And, and you know, if you're out there and you're thinking or looking into uh, becoming a barber, now is a good time to make that transition. So the first and foremost reason to become a barber is you get to be your own boss. (laughs) Now, this just goes without saying who wouldn't want to be their own boss. You know, you can make your own hours. Yeah, you can have people work with you. You can take commission. You can rent a booth. There's so many different things you can do uh, entrepreneurial wise as a barber. Uh, But the bottom line is, 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 is this, you know, being a barber is a good life. You know, the job offers flexible hours uh, and rewarding work in a creative industry. You know, I think that there are few trades that offer as many opportunities to open your own success, successful business. 
you know, there there are a range of options and how you can be your own boss um, within a barber career. Like I said, some people opt to rent a chair in a salon or barbershop and build up their clientele base that way. Others choose to work as a mobile barber or open up their own barbershop uh, where, they, where they can really bring in their passions and, and, and personality into their barbershop. Me personally, I, I'm pretty flexible and can work in any environment as long as there is constant foot traffic and I get to have creative freedom. You know, I, I've been a I've been a franchise barber now for many years, and, and, and one of the best parts of working within a franchise or, or chain barbershop is the diversity. You know, these types of businesses are more spread out and well known to the masses and tend to generate more customers from all walks of life. Okay, so with that being said, which and, and you know that leads me into my next reason uh, I enjoy being a barber. <laughs> you know, you, you get to be a people person. And, you know, not many jobs offer the opportunity to meet and interact with people from all walks of life. You know, barbers meet clients who have interesting stories to tell and you just you just get to chat with people daily, uh, which is perfect if you love people. And I love people. I love helping people. I love helping people look and feel their best, (laughs) even the crazy ones. (laughs) Plus, you play a big part, like I said, in making people look and feel good where else i mean you it doesn't get any better than that (laughs) you 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 literally have the power and skills to give confidence to men by giving them a great haircut that suits them and makes them feel great you know many barbers make good friends and clients uh good friends and and, and from their clients you know I, i know i've done that uh over the past what decade of just cutting hair I've had many clients who have turned into lifelong friends um, but it's, it's, it's but you got obviously you have to be a good barber in order to, to develop a friendship or any type of ongoing relationship um, f- from your career you have to you have to do great haircuts <laughs> I think that's that I think that's what they're in there for more importantly than anything not to just be your friend but but to get a great service. But uh, but you know the 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 more you 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 develop yourself in the barbering uh, industry, your confidence in your in your in your popularity it will grow. Like I said, if you are a good barber, and so my next reason I enjoy being a barber is the fact that each day is different. You'd be hard pressed to find two days alike in a barbering or in a barber shop. <laughs> Every day is different. And most importantly, every day is enjoyable. I mean, you'll find most uh, barbershops are, are, are very varied. You know, um, you, you will have a range of clients asking for different hairstyles, which makes the job less repetitive each day and exciting. Uh, as a barber, you will be no stranger to challenges. You know, and you, you, there's always a challenge, you know, as you, as you may have clients demanding a haircut that is not I repeat, not suitable for their face shape, or you may have a client who just can't make up their mind about what haircut they want, and it may struggle to express what haircut they want. I get this all the time, guys. Just, just they, they just don't know how to explain the terminology because they're, you know, I always say, you know, I'm the barber. That's what I'm here for. You know, you're not a barber, so obviously you don't study this stuff. 
day in and day out. So, you know, you just want, you just know how you want to look. And so that's where my expertise comes in at, in helping people to be able to uh, uh, articulate what they want as far as a haircut goes or even a beard trim service. Uh, but being a barber means that you unleash your creative side and try out new things with your clients, <laughs> of course, provided that they trust you, you know, which makes each day just a blast. OK, so another reason I enjoy barbering is it's actually good money. You know, most barbers make a decent amount of income or at least I know I do. <laughs> but not only do you get your salary at the end of the week or every two weeks, you get tips and you get tips, too, in which if you're really good, tips can be a double salary. You know, I know I, I have many customers who tip me just as much as the price of the service, if not more. Uh, if you master your barbering trade to a top notch, though, uh, standard, then you can create and, and you can create a sharp modern haircuts, you know, along with providing an outstanding service for your client. You will see tips increase. OK, so the, the potential of earning a good barber salary is high due to different areas of barbering that is available for you to work in. This just depends. It, it means it, it depends on the, the environment, the, the location, et cetera. All that has a plays a big part in um, how much you get paid as a barber, uh, whether that is running your own barbershop or, or being a mobile barber or, or, or working for a high end barbershop or even a renowned uh, barber brand. Uh, in some cases, you can actually make six figures just working at a high-end barbershop, in which this is uh, <laughs> possibly the case for me. <laughs> I haven't hit six figures yet, but, you know, I'm getting there as we continue to expand and grow each year. But, you know, there, there's also the option to work as a freelance barber, uh, to work on, on photo shoots for fashion uh, brands and music brands or, or any type of brand that requires uh, a professional or talented barber. But, you know, once you establish yourself and build a credible uh, reputation in the barbering industry, you can make a lot of money. And so my final reason and most important reason uh, I enjoy being a barber is the fact that I can be creative. You know, one of, one of, one, one thing about uh, creativity is there is no right or wrong way to achieve your goal. Okay. I remember coming through barber school and being taught several uh, techniques on the fade haircut, you know, and, and, but however, what I found is that I only needed to learn and understand the theory behind this type of haircut, which is to create a gradual contrast on someone's head from light to dark or vice versa. You know, and, and once I understood what was happening, I began to create my own technique, you know, in achieving this type of blend on someone. You know, I now incorporate so many methods and techniques in one cut. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just proficient enough to create a beautiful looking fade on someone in 30 minutes or less, depending on the hair type and texture. But, you know, a barbershop is a place that offers a variety of grooming services. As a barber, you can experiment with simple uh, basic cuts or even custom designs. Uh, each client can request something different which gives you the opportunity to be creative and test your skills as an artist. You know, many barbers even bring that creative spirit into the design of their barbershop. And I'm going to tell you, you know, one thing about um, having a barbershop, you know, in order to keep up and get ahead, 
you know, it's so important to have a creative, decorative theme that goes a long way in, in attracting clients into the space. It's all about the vibe, the setup, you know, the, the color scheme, the music, um, the feel of the place when you walk in. You know, that's, you know, customers want to feel comfortable when they walk in a place and, 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 and they'll come back every time because they enjoy just sitting in the environment and it's cool. It feels good in there. So that's that's very key um, in, in, in setting in the barbershop setup, you know, is that, you know, everything is nothing's off and everything looks great and it feels great. And so so there you have it. All that said, I can honestly say that I love my job. In the words of Shantae Randolph, a very cool barber I've had the pleasure of working with, I eat with my hands. <laughs> and now on to sports. You know, now with, you know, without cable TV, I haven't been catching many games. I've actually uh, been watching most of the games at the barbershop on the weekends while I'm, cu- while I'm cutting. Uh, I do have a, a live stream service I just added um, which is which is pretty cool. I actually watched uh, last week's Browns and Chicago, and Chicago game on live stream. Um, that was a pretty good game. Um, but you know what, what can I say, man? You know Browns, they're they're definitely on my on my bandwagon list. I, I got faith in these guys. You know Browns have a really good team, um, some solid players on offense and defense, and always I always like to shout out that guy Nick Chubb, man. Which is in my opinion, he is the goat of the team. Uh, however, I just can't get past Baker Mayfield, man. This guy is definitely not the hype everyone has been bragging about this year. Um, but this this past Sunday, they did make up tremendously with their win over the Ravens. Uh, Shouts out again to uh, Nick Chubb for a 88-yard touchdown. Uh, that score ended up being, I think, 40-25 Browns. So, Falcons. <laughs> yeah. How about them Falcons? Yeah. <laughs> Now, I did watch much. I did watch this game uh, while cutting hair at the at the shop Sunday afternoon, and I, you know, I even wore some red and black to show pride in my home team. But nonetheless, it was very, very depressing. <laughs> They're not rising up. They're actually going down. <laughs> they really should think about changing that motto. That motto, man, because I, I don't, I don't know about that. But anyway. I think that was actually the worst part of my day, uh, just glancing up ever so often and seeing the Falcons uh, getting crushed by the Texans. Uh, that was just not good. But what can I say? The Falcons played like crap at home in the Mercedes-Benz stadiums. And, well, I can say better luck next week for the Falcons, hopefully. <laughs> I have to actually look at the schedule to find out who they play next week. But, oh, well, who cares? They've only won one game. Yeah. But my Cowboys and Patriots are continuing to rock and roll this week. Cowboys had a pretty tight game this past Sunday against the Saints, man. Falling below the wayside with a loss to the Saints. Uh, I didn't watch this game entirely, but from the highlights, the Saints, they showed up, man, to play with a vengeance. Both teams now 3-1, and one, you know, and the Saints were playing, I think, still without a – Drew Brees, he's still out on injury. I think he had like a thumb injury or something like that. But, you know, I think the final score for that game, it was like 10-12 over the Cowboys. Pretty tight, pretty tight game there. Um, nonetheless, my Patriots are still undefeated with a record of 4-0. and 
uh, whooping up on the Bills 16-10, man. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills, man. What a great record this season uh, as well. These guys are 3-1. and one. They're a pretty top top team right now. Uh, that's looking pretty good considering their, their recent seasons. And <laughs> uh, college. Uh, so my top three bandwagon teams this year for college is, of course, Alabama, uh, who is undefeated right now, 5-0. Uh, and Georgia, who's also undefeated, 4-0. and And Clemson, who's also undefeated, 5-0. and uh, Congrats to Georgia. For their big win last week over Notre Dame, I think they had a I think they had a bye week this past week, uh, but but Alabama once again dominated. Ole Miss final score was 59-31. Go Bama, roll the tide. <laughs> but my Clemson Tigers were able to slide past uh, North Carolina Tar Heels with a leading score of 21-20. All right, now Tigers, Clemson. That was that was a close one. Now let's show them Seminoles up this Saturday when they come through. Yeah, buddy. And now on to some politics. You know, I, I really <laughs> I really think that what's been going on in politics this past week has been just a huge, huge, huge bowl of nothing. <laughs> As we lead up to the 2020 campaign election. You know, and now the thing is just, we, okay, should the president be impeached? Okay, look, as an American citizen, at this point, I think not. Okay, the damage has been done, and unfortunately, we cannot erase any of his issues. Okay, anyway, I don't care. I'm still supporting old Bernie, old Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn, baby. <laughs> so apparently, um, Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, his presidential campaign announced Tuesday today that it raised it has raised twenty five point three million in the third quarter of twenty nineteen. Okay, so that's the most of any twenty twenty Democratic presidential candidate in a quarter to date. So according to the campaign, uh, September was its single best month of fundraising in the twenty twenty election cycle thus far. Okay, so the the cash raise in the third quarter comes from. Uh, 1.4 million donations, uh, and the, the average donation was uh, about $18.07. <laughs> yeah, feel the bird. <laughs> you know, and, and Bernie says, Bernie is proud to be uh, the only candidate running to defeat Donald Trump, who is 100% funded by grassroots donations, both in the primary and in the general. You know, media Elites and professional pundits have tried to repeatedly dismiss this campaign, and yet the working class Americans keep saying loudly and clearly that they want a political revolution. Like I said, feel the bird. (laughs) Go Bernie Sanders, man. Keep going, man. Keep going strong. And now on to some personal development for you guys. You know I can't. You know, just go without personal development. This is a huge running thing in my life. So this week in personal development, uh, I'm going to touch a bit on the topic of letting go. You know, as we make our way into October, today being October 1st, and we're now officially in the fall season, I like to call this a season of harvest. You know, and, and, and because, you know, all that hard work, trial, and error we experience over the spring and summer, now we can actually start to see a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> or if you're like me, you figure out 
some kind of way how to light that bitch up yourself instead of waiting for it to arrive. <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you may be a college student right now sitting in class and, and trying to figure out how to light a fire somewhere in your life to get things going a bit faster or to just simply have some fun. Whatever your position in life is at this point, I can tell you from personal experience that sometimes the best part of holding on to anything is letting go. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you should let go of your marriage or or, or let go of some long-term relationship, your job, or anything that's of real value to you. Uh, What I'm saying is that sometimes we hold on to things that are no longer serving us well. And this is where it may be time to make some tough decisions around what you should and should not be hold, uh, be letting go of. And so uh, obviously the more things we hold on to, i.e. the past, old paperwork, <laughs> mail, uh, clothing we don't wear, bad relationships that hinder us more than they help us, you know, dead-end jobs that diminish our ability to grow. We feel bobbed down irritated, frustrated, and we are unclear about where we are or what's to come. You know, so so that being said, this past week, you know, I've had to let go of some pretty big attachments that were no longer serving me well. You know, believe it or not, I actually let go of my dog. You know, and, and it, it was a pretty tough decision for me to make, but I was having a very difficult time uh, keeping him contained with, with numerous complaints from neighbors and you know, and, and I only had him about, what, what, six months or so. So he was still new to me. And, and, you know, I just bought the house and everything, and I'm doing work trying to fix up the yard, and he's constantly tearing everything down. But, you know, he just had a bunch of issues, and, you know, then this awful, awful, awful separation anxiety. It just left me in a place of disappointment and frustration every day. And he and I felt bad for him being frustrated, you know, along with me. <laughs> For months, you know, and, and, and whenever I came home from work, you know, it was just, you know, he, he suffered quite a bit. And, uh, you know, he's a pit bull, and which is a pretty aggressive dog. And, you know, he's obviously needed more from me than I was willing to give. So I gave him up for adoption. And, you know, I felt like this was the best thing to do considering my schedule. And, and, and you, know, you know, now I just I won't keep a dog as a pet for a while because of the work and the responsibility that comes along with it. You know, if anything, I will see about finding a breed that has a more even temperament, like a golden doodle or a smaller breed. <laughs> but, um, you know, something that's very easy to train uh, and is not so demanding of you. Uh, but, you know, I also let go of the name Big Nasty Fitness. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, at the beginning of the year, I decided to give my workouts a theme name and I would eventually brand it and make T-shirts and fitness apparel around this theme. Well, I started grounding out each week with Big Nasty Fitness, you know, encouraging folks and myself to grow stronger, leaner and sexier through weight training. You know, and, you know, when I when I came up with the name Big Nasty Fitness acronym BNF, I initially targeted bodybuilders, you know, the big, beefy, huge guys at the gym, you know, there's some somewhere inside, there is some part of me that aspires to be big, lean, and beefy, okay, however, it's not who I am, (laughs) as months, you know, roll by, I begin 
to get some traction on my, on my BNF theme, but very little. And, you know, I eventually began to discover that this theme was more of a fantasy for me than a reality. You know, and so realistically, uh, I, I, I just I don't have a desire to be big and beefy. I only have a desire to be fit. So I've discovered or I discontinued. OK, Big Nasty Fitness has been dis- discontinued and I've welcomed the new theme for 2020, which is be fit. This theme or brand name is more suitable to my lifestyle and anyone who has a desire to be fit. Uh, fitness is a huge part of my personal development and me maintaining all kinds of just self-confidence and self-esteem. Uh, for those who, who don't know, I, I am a combat wounded veteran from OIF 1 and 2. And so for fitness, you know, it, fitness is, has been a very extremely essential uh, part in me managing PTSD, which is something I'll talk more about in the coming podcast. Um, but for now, if you would like more info on how you can get some cool BFIT gear, uh, just follow me on Instagram or DM me at BFIT underscore active, and I'll be sure to hook you up with some cool BFIT products. Uh, and so that wraps up my segment for today. Um, and remember, if you have any topics for discussion or would like to share a personal story, just email me at talkwithyourbarber at gmail.com. And don't forget to also go online to AmericanHaircuts.com and choose our Kennesaw location and book your next fade haircut with me, Will Williams. Uh, All that said, peace and love, peace and love. Until next time.